Pickaxe. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do this. Mailbag special. Ding, 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 ding. Number four or something. Sure. You know, recorded when recorded in the gaps uh, between us being the whole days. We got together. Filling in the gaps. We're here. Right. What you got for us, PFAX? Oh, Hit me. You just want to get straight into it. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to say. Uh, I, I ain't sharing any news about what I've been up to. I'm just going to okay. go for it. Um, That's right. Are we just going to dive in and we're, not, we're just going to gamble? I'm, I haven't read ahead. Have you not been That's up okay. to anything? Um, no, That's I mean, I, I've got like a bunch oh, overnight no, Lewis, and stuff. Lewis, Lewis, have you not been up to anything? You got nothing to share? Since yesterday? Not, not since. Well, Max, you you're not this? allowed to yeah. say oh, sorry. what our recording <laughs> schedule is. Sorry. <laughs> you, well, you are. It's just uh, it's just an insight into into how this works. We don't like to record two episodes in a row because then we've really got nothing to talk about. But we will I mean, do we, it the day yeah. after. And, and this for a mailbag special. I mean, you know, the 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 the, the mailbag provides this is a lower the prompt. tier of, <laughs> this of, is a of Triforce C tier Triforce right here. <laughs> so this is from uh, Gamer Guy seventy seven. After following a paper trail across Reddit, I finally found how to do this. Hopefully the email... Oh, this email is re in regards to Triforce episode 225. You might not remember, right. but there was mention of sentience and what that means. Okay. Uh, for a few oh, minutes at the beginning of the podcast. I do is remember. Is this the sentience sapience thing? I believe... Well, sentience, yeah. I yeah. would like to clarify that sentience means the ability to feel things, the ability to perceive things. I don't know, I don't know what authority this person... Gamer guy 77 is making this from, but he says any living thing that has some degree of consciousness is sentient, including insects, lizards, dogs, dolphins, and human beings. The word right. sentience is derived from the Latin word sentinium, sentintium, sentin. I can't speak Latin, which means feeling. The adjective right. word is sentient. The word sentience is often misused to mean a creature that thinks. All right, so here's the thing. I didn't give a shit what the word meant in Latin. People always use that as a, as like a call to authority. Well, the Latin word is right. Nobody fucking speaks Latin, and our words may have been derived from Latin in many cases, but that doesn't mean that whatever the original Latin meaning of the word was is what it still means. Sapience so means the ability to think, the capacity for intelligence, the ability to acquire wisdom. The scientific name for okay. modern man is Homo sapiens. Right. So here's another problem. You're saying has some degree of consciousness, but then we need to define what that is, and now you're saying think. And intelligence, we need to define what that is. Define things. I think, I think there's a lot of overlapping here, right? You have the, what the computers have, which is intelligence, okay? Is it? You have, yeah, I think so. They can recognize patterns. They can, like, solve problems. They can do calculations. They can use objects, you know, like they can innovate. They can analyze. Then you've got the sapience, which I think is more a kind of... Is it like a kind of a, a common sense? Is that what it is? Is it more of like a, a sort of... A, a, I don't know a, if common sense has been codified in, in some way. As, I don't know uh, what, the, what the difference is, I guess. All I'm between... saying is that a lot of the time when people come 
come at me with definitions of what it is. They use other words that are ill-defined, like intelligence okay. and thinking and conscience because uh, consciousness. Because what are those things? I want a nice scientific definition of what it means to be sentient without using words like think, because that's too loosey-goosey in itself, unless you're able to define what that means. And then we're down a whole okay, rabbit ha hole. How about this? Right, okay, how about this? There's four things. Consciousness, right? Emotion and and sapience and then intelligence, okay? And these things overlap in some way to form sentience, okay? Right. Um, so so emotion, I guess, would be... That's I, us I'm talking and about, a few other I just animals. like the idea of an, of an alien, okay, right. being like... Or, or a creature, um, you know, or a computer. Like, I guess computers don't have emotion, okay? Um, but animals don't have consciousness, you know, they're not aware of their... I don't think animals are aware. Themselves. Like, I, th I don't think they're aware that they're actually alive, right? Like, I think that, like, most animals operate at a very low level of, like, uh, like reflex and instinct and stuff, right? But I don't think that they burrow down in their den at night and think, like, what would happen if I died? And right. Like, what, what am I going to do tomorrow morning? And, you know, like, they, I, I don't think... They're reactive. There's yeah, no, there's no, they're, there's they're no just programmed to be like that. Yeah. yeah, especially I mean when you talk about insects, I mean Jesus, they're literally just a chemical reaction walking around. Like there's no, there's no thought. There's no, I mean for most animals in the world, there's no thought going on. I, I wouldn't. I mean unless consciousness just means you are alive. Why do we need a separate word for it? I mean you know yeah. there has to be some specific term that consciousness that means something beyond I am alive and I am aware of my surroundings because that could be a whole ton of a whole ton of things that exhibit no fucking intelligence whatsoever yeah. an ant doesn't know what it's doing it's just following chemical trails its body is reacting there's no thought there's no yeah, there's no because, thought um, at all and even the smartest computer is just following what it's been told to do currently right. there's no it's not it's not it's not you know trying to escape or like you know taking over yet um yeah but maybe the ants are b abiding their time p-flex <laughs> maybe yeah, the computers I'm sure they are, are as well i'm sure they maybe are. they're watching for that opportunity to like you know take over from both ends we've got the fucking animals gonna rise up and the computer's gonna rise up together maybe robot ants is what we need um who knows well, this is why aliens are so scary i think because aliens aren't going to be sexy big boobed four-legged blue women they're gonna be fucking robot ants well, i'd you know rather saying? they were the big boobed blue women i think they should take some time to find the sexy blue like long-legged big <laughs> aliens what right? if they i mean can you imagine being the first human to have sex with one of these big boobed blue alien women you'd be a fucking celebrity be it's amazing. like a fucking it's like a fucking mailbox, right? <laughs> the humans have got to go through the mailbox and filter out like robot ants, don't want those giant fucking space wasps, fuck those guys. What if their Do vaginas we... are like in their armpits though? You know? What if they How have two vaginas? <laughs> two vaginas and wow. one under each that's, armpit. That's my fetish. Actually, you hit there. Yeah, right, I'm here's another that. email. This is from Danny. He's Scottish. Just listen to the mailbag episode. I thought I'd give you some <laughs> phrases that are used in Glasgow. <laughs> can he tell it ass for an elbow? Or can he tell if it's New Year or New York? That means it's, they're in a state of confusion. <laughs> right. Hold your wished, which means telling someone to be quiet. Oh, hold your wished. Gone your shell, which is a term of encouragement. As in, go on with is your, it. Yeah, go on your shell. Oh. Which I is it was like, like get out. Go on your mad go on yourself. That's what get, they'd like, say in, uh, in Ireland. Go on your mad wow. bollocks. Have near Scooby. 
That's I haven't got a clue. So oh, I thought are, that was don't look. No. Like, I, God, these are all like I, I, I would be like you'd be lost. I would be, I'd be lost. Yeah, God, no, it doesn't make it doesn't. It, I, I pride myself on no, I don't. I, I feel like I've got decent translation right, right most of the time. You know, when it comes to accents, like I feel like a lot of the time when someone's doing a big farmer accent or like um, a northern accent or even like an American country accent i feel like i can i can hear what they're saying i don't know like i don't i've never had a problem with getting the gist but just then i did um i didn't understand any of those that you said or or i just got them wrong so maybe maybe in fact i've just been misunderstanding people for the last 20 years and confidently assuming that i understood what they were saying hmm it's making me doubt myself well i'm sure it's i'm sure it's fine. Let's move on Carry to the next on. one then. This is this is a long one. This next one, Lewis, is called The Art of Making Toilet in a Military Setting. Uh, so it's right. a combination of several things. First of all, as you know, the standard topic of the podcast is, is toilets. And also we, we have a kind of fascination for things like prison and the military because those are things we've never experienced and never would uh, no. in a million years. So uh, this is, this is the, the uh, answering the call of nature in a military setting. Find yourself in a small wood of planted pines in the heart of darkest Yorkshire, laid up beneath your poncho or basher in your platoon's patrol base or harbour. It might be stotting it down with rain. Stotting it down. Stotting. That's an an interesting one. Yeah, Yeah, or howling with a biting wind. Pick your poison. You've been moving all day, just finished setting up your harbour. Aside from two-hour-long shifts of sentry duty, your time until stand-to next dawn is yours. You've eaten some rations, drunk some cold coffee from your flask, you've freshened up with a wet wipe, shaved out your mess tin shaved out and have finally okay. found yourself a comfortable spot in your basher then the need to urinate overcomes you is it worth it heading out into the elements to make the long trek to the portaloos all the way on the other side of the wood block after much wasteful consideration you decide it is <laughs> and you don your webbing and helmet and sling your rifle and set off to the bog so interestingly this is a lad on exercise in the military but he's going to a portaloo which is really not very hardcore at all is he yeah Trudge through your harbour area, endure the good-natured banter of your mates as you pass by their positions. Arrive at the portaloo, dragged there into position by some poor sod, and left for the use and comfort of troops on exercise. So <laughs> they use—they have a fucking portaloo brought along. I—I <laughs> I see what you're saying. Set about the delicate science slash art of wedging yourself inside a portaloo along with your rifle, webbing, and helmet. Then wrestle around your equipment so you can do your business. Observe the wadge of wet toilet paper clogging up the sink and shudder. Kick the flushing handle with your boot. Set about the awkward task of zipping up your fly beneath your webbing and long windproof smock. Compose yourself and enjoy the fleeting moment of peaceful solitude before heading back out into the elements to platoon and your duties. As you turn to leave, observe the graffiti applied to the portaloo door via permanent marker by a dozen different hands. The strange slogans and mottos which are the common cultural currency, lovely alliteration there, of the rank and file, and the pained observations on the lot of troops on exercise. Uh, so there's a whole this bunch of them. This is fucking poetic. I know. Yeah. Exit Holy the portaloo. Jar your rifle on the door as you go. Make awkward eye contact with the colonel as he passes immaculately by, having climbed out of his command land rover on his way to do his business. Is he close enough to warrant the proper chipper, hello sir, of a subordinate towards a commanding officer of his regiment, or is he too far away? Would such a hello be inappropriate, given the somewhat off-guard position you found him in? You decide on the latter and stalk off to your basher in search of hand sanitizer, Haribo, and your sleeping bag. And uh, that is the experience of of going to the toilet in... uh, 
in a military setting. Thank you from a devoted Beautiful. listener. That was yeah, a very, oh, uh, very good email. Long but good. Holy, that was that. I think you, you told people that. to make them short, though. They, they I did, long. but I thought that was an interesting one. I did think that was no, that was it was poetic. That was, I was I was wrapped. Also, it was new information that was actually kind of entertaining, not just the the sordid details of a physics experiment. Do you know what I mean? Right. It is very it's very lingo heavy as well. I like that the, the segue into yeah. the more lingo. The fact it's called a harbor was... and, and where where you put your pitch. Yeah, I, I all these terms like some of them are familiar to me just from associated war games and stuff, but. Some of them aren't at all. I think, you, I think again, it's context clues, though, isn't it? When you play a Call of Duty game and it's like, oh, Private Davis, pick up the, the tower and let's move move to the, the logistics zone. You know, like they have, they, but they have, they have cool, weird, they have a cooler, weirder quirky name. names. Yeah, they they would have a cooler, weirder name than that. Like I know in the um, American military, they have the all loggy. kinds of uh, slang. We're going to move to the loggy. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> the what? I <laughs> they, mean, I know they call it a hat. It's called a lid in the American military. And your shirt, a shirt is called a blouse. Things like that. Right. Like all kinds of weird you terminology. You call it a blouse in the military? Yeah, in the in the Marines anyway. That's, that's certainly what Jawhead led me to believe. Holy shit. Hmm. All right, this is from Jack. Hyperion, the latest Triforce has unlocked some new information from my school days. We would, for some reason, often push our asses into someone's crotch and say skillage. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jack has massively overestimated how old I am. Uh, and he oh. says to hear that skill was an African bum disease in the 70s is very interesting. For context, I am 23. Jack, I, for context, I am not. 83, all right? I, oh, nor am I 50. I'm 46. So the 70s, I was four years old. We didn't say that skill was an African bum disease until I got to the UK. So I would have been eight. This was the 80s. And I looked it up and you can find lots of references in Google saying that school children used to say that skill, which was like skill, that was a way of saying something was cool. It's like Kobe. Right. The counter to that was that, oh, you know, skill is an African bum disease, don't you? Uh, and apparently there is a disease called skillage. We covered this the other week. Um, so skill is a, a, a kind of African bum disease, whatever on earth that is. But so they're still doing it. But they have to. You push your ass into someone's crotch and say skillage. Interesting. Interesting. Very, very weird. That um, is odd. But you look back on so many things from those days with with cringe, right? Like, <laughs> don't just... look back and don't look back with cringe. That could be a new, uh, like new a Oasis. new updated Oasis song, yeah, for the modern. We day. carry around. Every one of us carries around tons of baggage from those cringy school days. You know, there's always going to be those those. They sometimes pop into the front of your mind. And you're like, man. I can't believe that. That's such a cringy thing that I, I'm embarrassed about. And it, from 30 years ago, in my case, you know, I'm cringing about stuff I did when I was eight. Mm. Give me an example. Um, oh, God, no, I can't. They're all just awful. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, even when you were like a really little kid, like wetting yourself and stuff, you know, I you still carry all that, that with you. Man, okay, oh, listen I to this. I, this makes me cringe sometimes. One time I was, um, I, I, I must have been about, nine years old, 10 years old. I remember this perfectly too. I was, um, I, I thought I was like being really cool and funny, like in front of like a large group of people. Cause I'd like, I, I made some joke. I can't remember what it was, but, um, but everybody laughed, but, and, and I was like, oh, okay, I could just keep doing the same thing and, and keep getting everybody to laugh. Right. So I just kept yeah. doing like the same thing, but 
it was just getting like I was I was getting carried away with it, right? It was it, it was oh. is in Canada, so it was cold out. I remember my hands being very cold. So I did for like the twentieth time this same joke, but I put a lot more like physicality into it. So uh, like I, I threw my arm in the air, and you know everybody was laughing and stuff. But when I threw my arm in the air and I brought my hand down, my hand hit a bench. Okay, but my mm-hmm. but okay. my hand was so cold that it amplified the pain by like a thousand percent. It was so, it was so fucking painful, and I started to cry because <laughs> like, it really hurt. <laughs> I was a young kid, yeah. and um, so I went from being like you know just uh, just just like the man of the hour, you know, like with this joke that I was doing, everybody laughing. You're just and stuff. you were Michael McIntyre on stage to and, just and people. Now you're just a crybaby, basically laughing at me because oh. I was crying and. Not only, it wasn't even a brief cry. I was crying for a while because it hurt oh. so fucking much. Oh like I had to wait for my hand to warm up uh, for like some of the pain to start going away and stuff. Oh man, it was the oh, worst. I, yeah, I've got cringy interactions with girls and women going into my late 20s. That <laughs> girls, and women. girls and girls girls, women. Well, in your late 20s. Girls when I, was, when I was, you know, 13 and women when I was 20, but right. 25. But, you know... I. I like it was just I think every every interaction is like scarred into my psyche <laughs> like sometimes I'm like oh fucking hell that was so awkward or so embarrassing yeah you know those but you, you just carry them and you have to like you have to just did you ever I just don't start know if crying? I'm very good at moving on past them <laughs> I just accept that they happened and I'm like fuck okay yeah that's just who that's just part of me you I know think that's, that's just like, part of life too right I, I feel like the I mean, older I get thing, the uh, more right? often I look back on some of these cringy moments as well like I never used to when I was younger but I think you have like more self awareness as you get older it's somehow sort of painful or lesson. This is one of the things that the computers, the robot ants, don't have, right? They don't have those. Well, maybe they do, but... Well, they, but they look they back. They... Oh, I remember when I dropped that breadcrumb. Oh, and it landed on Gary's leg. Oh, God, <laughs> I think about it all the time. And then I bumped antennas with Tina. Oh, that was so bad. No, I don't. So cringe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got, I got one here from, from uh, Will. Will. Hey, Perian. I listen to the podcast quite loudly every day when I'm driving my van. Delivering heaps of wooden stuff and bags of concrete. Earlier, I was listening to episode 223, and you guys were talking about losing hands and legs and how it would affect your Uh life. I paused it when I got to an airbase near Peterborough for a delivery. When I met the bloke who was accepting the delivery, I noticed he had a prosthetic leg. Out of interest, I asked him how it affects his day-to-day life. and He went on to say it was weird at first, but embraced it after a few months, and we chatted for a bit. After delivery, I got back in my van, the Bluetooth connected to my phone and auto-played Spotify, at which point Sips' voice definitely said, state-of-the-art peg leg, followed by by Lewis's banshee laugh. The bloke looked at me funny as I just asked him about his leg, and I drove out of there like O.J. Simpson being pursued by the fuzz. Good work. (laughs) Holy shit. Bad timing. Very bad timing. It's unfortunate. So you were in the middle of listening to the podcast about the -the state-of-the-art peg leg, which planted the seed in your mind to ask somebody about their prosthetics. Interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. State of the art peg leg. State of the art oh. peg leg, baby. I want one, yeah. No. Like, um, <laughs> Come on, you don't like want Like a multi-tool you on it. You don't you know, want like one a of those. Corkscrew you want those, like, uh, those like blade, uh, those blade legs like uh, the dude in uh, Half-Life. Alex's, um, 
that oh, or the blade legs. Yeah, you know the those blade legs. And and what was it? Is it shell or what's the name of the one in Portal that has like blade I'm legs? I'm too old to do any like cool moves with them though. So it's you know blade like, legs. What's the point of blade legs if you can't do a blade blade legs if you can't like do try a, saying do a, blade legs uh, five times in a row house. really fast? They should have well. called him blade <laughs> legs because it's like a blade peg. It's a bleg leg. It's uh, much bleg easier legs. to say. Yeah. That's leg. even easier to say. Yeah, they should have done that. Sure. Oh. Right. So uh, this is from a, the 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 person called themselves Grim Creole. Right. Uh, and uh, they are listening. This is about um, a journal of pooping. Um, okay. There is an app called Poop Map, uh, which will tell you every toilet. Um, and uh, the app features geo tracking. Time stamping, a five-star review system, image hosting, achievements, and statistics with a New Year's review. Uh, so I have no idea what on earth this is. Um, oh, so it's an app that lets you track where you I think you pooped. can, yeah. Where so the, and when and how and what uh, what type what, of poop? Does it use what, the Bristol stool chart? To... No, well, you can put that in, I'm guessing. You can write that in. It's, it's, it's something that you... It doesn't like. It doesn't connect your you asshole. You program that and, in like, so fucking... that you I have like a you, menu of poops that you can choose from I, to I say, yeah, this is mine. I think you have, to, uh, you have to, 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 to keep track of it. It's, well, uh, uh, this is an important thing because as we grow older, we it would be nice if there was an actual poop map of... of Places where you can poo. Like, well, there's a, there's an app called Happy Cow, which tr shows all the vegan restaurants, right? And I used it when I was on holiday, and it was like it worked really well. But there's um there's um there's a there's a thing on Reddit as well where every I noticed on the Bristol subreddit, people often post the toilet codes for like um, yes the pubs and Itsu and Starbucks and like you know so you can just go and go use to the, the toilet, toilet in town yeah. Because um, they always have this, you have to otherwise, you know, you have to buy something, and it's like, fuck. I mean, it's incredible to me that given that every single human being on Earth has to use the toilet in some way, all right, every single one, it's still one of the least catered to public facilities out there, and public toilets are rare. Uh, businesses put them behind a paywall, essentially. People have to use toilets, like that is just a thing, yeah. and the fact that the, the we can't find in this very wealthy country of ours. We can't it always find shocks it me when I'm in like to have a um, fucking toilet for people. One of to the use. train stations, and I have to pay a pound or something to have a shit. The one in Waterloo is now free. The one in Waterloo is now free. All I'm saying is, everybody needs to use the toilet. If, is anyone out there saying we don't need to 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 have toilets? Of course we do. What what is the when, it, when did actually, this happen? It wasn't even a pound. Like that would be easier. It was always like twenty p. Yeah, twenty p. Some really odd odd coin. Like what what. You say I can't take a shit and it's like, what, a fucking 20p coin? It's like, do you go out of, like, your fucking house thinking, oh, I better take a 20 pence with me in case I need to take a shit today? I, well, like, here's what they should have done. They should have looked. How many people on their train trip need to use the toilet? Just, just it's going to be a lot. Just stick 5p on every ticket and that money goes funneled straight to the uh, the, the toilet company. The, the, the Whoever toilet. manages yeah. the toilets. Oh, Have I, fucking toilets. What the is going I, on? The ones I like the best are the ones in like, you see them in like Italy sometimes, France. They're like manned toilets. Like there's like a, there's a person sitting at a desk in front of the toilets and you, yeah. you have to pay to use them. But I don't know. It's just like that reassurance that somebody's there. Like their toilets are always kind of busy. You pay like what's like twenty p or something like that, and right. then they they you know they're in there cleaning them all the time and making sure that nothing's going on in there and stuff. 
I saw a, one. I think yeah, that was I saw a really one. reasonable and sensible toilet. I think it's a good toilet. idea. I think and do you know what? I, I saw one time that had a dry cleaners attached to it. Yeah. So there's a dry cleaners there, and the toilets are off to the side. So you come to use a toilet, and you you can pick up your dry cleaning at the same time. So it, I was just like, yeah, this is a good idea. I think it's this a is, great this idea. This is a genuinely good idea. Anyway, that's really good. So uh, so that was Grimm's with the toilet thing. Uh, apparently, just just interestingly, for, through through uh, Grimm's personal tracking, uh, they're aft as they refer to their ass, is the most active Wednesday nights at around 9 o'clock, averages 1.65 porcelain sittings per day, and there are also competitive and social elements to the app. And uh, in the Grimm's opinion, it's the only social network worth keeping up with. So uh, intriguing. There you go. Okay, I've, I've just got something real quick to, to give you here. I saw this thing the other day. It's um, culinary horror. So obviously a lot of the things... There's always foods that are gross. Okay, mm. so brace yourself. If you're, out, gross, if you're eating yeah. or having lunch, how or whatever, gross is this going to get? Just pause this podcast till afterwards. I, I don't know how gross it's going to get, but these things are. I just wanted to go through some European foods, mm. common foods that okay. are eaten okay. in countries that are considerably horrible. Okay? This isn't the maggot, maggoty cheese thing, is it? Well, I think that's probably one of them, okay. actually, because uh, that's what is that called? Corsica or Sardinia is I the maggot so, cheese. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um, we can put that on the list. I okay. mean, maggot cheese is, is bad. Vile. But, for example, we all know about that. Yeah. But, so in, in the UK and Ireland, we have blood pudding. Yeah. Okay, which is... I don't want to waste that. And there's a lot, of Euro- a lot of European foods are... I mean, I think that's probably the most awful one we have, the old, the blood pudding. Although this, this thing does have deep-fried pizza for Scotland, Ugh. which I feel like is pretty horrific. Um, but a lot of people do use blood four things it's better so, to use it than chuck it i mean you know you're gonna kill portugal's something. portugal's one is rice in blood um which is a kind of i'm sure it's got a better name than that in portuguese <laughs> but it's uh it's it sounds awful it sounds like um, the monster food that you would find in a dungeon and if you eat it it gives you a sickness debuff like food poisoning it's orc, orc Cabi, cabidela so it's usually chicken blood oh uh, its hen's blood is added almost at the end, mixed with vinegar, so it doesn't clot. So while the rice is boiling, much like jugged dishes. Mm. What the fuck? What's a jugged dish? Um, so yeah, the the it, it's 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 it looks just like a it just looks like a, a, a like a chicken curry, but uh, it's blood. Um, and then there's also obviously blood tongue sausage in Germany and blood sausage over in like um, sort of Latvia and Estonia. And then they have goose blood soup in Lithuania. They have duck blood soup in Poland. They have pig blood soup in Belarus. They have blood pancakes in Finland. <laughs> okay. They have fried blood. Blood pancakes? <laughs> Jesus. What were they thinking? That's just, that sounds like someone's been badly injured. The blood has spilled out onto the hot pavement, formed into some kind of pancake, and someone's... Oh, that looks delicious! And scraped it up off the pavement with a spatula. Oh, my lord. Oh, my lord. Blood pancakes. Oh, blood pancakes. (laughs) Blood platter is whipped blood, typically reindeer blood. Oh, come uh, on. Mixed with water or beer, flour, and eggs. It is crispier and thinner than black pudding. Uh, the the pancakes usually served with crushed lingonberries. All this blood stuff has got to be like old, old lingonberry jam. Just all I think it's also, recipes. it's you know, you've got to eat everything. If you if you kill a reindeer, there might not be another one around for a bit. You better make sure. I'm sure there's plenty of fucking nutrition in blood. I mean, there's got to be, right? Vampires live forever. Vampires. Uh, so, 
So obviously that is they're the blood ones. Okay, they're they're bad. Um, I don't know whether they're the worst. Like you, it's up to you to decide. Um, the other ones are there's a lot of fish related ones. Obviously, you can have the surstroming that one. Uh, um, the herring thing, loot, loot, Yeah, surstroming is the fermented herring, isn't it? Uh, Lutefisk is the, the 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 kind of disgusting smelling leftover fish. What's it like? Is it like old live fish? I think it's it's actually what it is. So it's like just really pickled old fish, and it's so smelly. Oh, so smelly! And Iceland have rotten sharks, don't they? Um, rotten sharks. Yeah, it's hakal. It's it's like a fermented shark thing where Ugh. they they leave it for five months to ferment. Come on, and it has came up quite an this? acquired taste. Who was the first person <laughs> that pioneered the shark fermenting? Like, what were you thinking? It's, it's readily available in Icelandic stores and maybe eaten year round. Jesus! So somebody um, would have had to eat the shark fresh at some point, and then uh, there would have had to have been a timeline well, no. whereby. No, no, no. Somebody That's somebody caught some fresh shark, but then much like you would do with a loaf of bread, never got around to eating it, and then it was slowly getting more rotten as the days went so, on. So no, somehow they somehow it was even weirder than that. So they 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 the meat of shark meat is poisonous, right? Because it has high high urea and high trimethylamine oh oxide, according God. to this thing. Just don't so, eat it, guys. There must be so something else. We they, must they find to... some way to eat this. <laughs> How will we do so, it? Jerry, <laughs> try leaving it out for five months. Let's see if that does anything. Bury it and then eat it. Try that. <laughs> Fuck me. It's a lot of so, effort uh, to go to just to eat something that clearly does even, not want uh, to be eaten. Like It doesn't even seem tasty in the first place. Shark yeah. meat. I mean, Christ. So the traditional method begins with gutting and beheading a shark and then putting it in a shallow hole, hole dug in gravelly sand with the cleaned cavity resting on a small mound of sand. The shark is then covered with more sand and stones are placed on the sand to squash the fluids out of the body. Uh, after six to 12 weeks, uh, the Ugh. shark is then cut into strips and hung for several months. During this period, a brown crust will cover it. Uh, this is removed prior to cutting what remains inside into small pieces. Uh, there you go. So this could be observed at the Björn uh, Hofen Shark Museum. On Snæfellsnes. Apologies to anyone from wherever that is. <laughs> Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, but yes, the the modern method is to simply squash the shark in a large plastic container in which drain holes have been cut. Fucking oh hell! I mean, so, yeah, this is um a bad one. Yeah, that's bad. It's a bad one. That's bad. So. The ones that are not fish or blood related are usually some kind of animal part. Right. Um, so, oh, like, yeah, there is one more fish. Apparently in Sicily they eat raw sea urchins. Oh, that can't um, be good. Which I, I guess is a, is, is a thing that you get in Japan as well with sushi. You get, um, it's the one thing that I, in a sushi restaurant, I would say, can I not have that, please? <laughs> um, it's such a gamble, because- isn't it? You just take it was such a gamble. So fucking awful. I mean, Homer almost fish. died from eating fugu, didn't he? Remember? That's right. Oh, that's not sea urchin, and they're different, isn't it? That's pufferfish. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying. Incorrectly is, is, cut is, by an apprentice. Uni. 
Yeah. Um, While the the main chef was having sex with Mrs. Crabapple. That's right. Oh. I thought you meant Homer the Greek, um, you know, Greek. No, uh, I'm not that learned. <laughs> learned, son. It's well, pronounced I'm sure they learned. Ate them back in the day, right? Because he was. That was a time, wasn't it? So it's a Greek. Greece is actually cow lung soup. Oh, fuck which sounds off. like a Chinese thing. Cow lung. Cow soup. lung soup. I mean, <laughs> cow, yeah, it does sound Chinese, but no, we actually mean awful. cow lung soup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cow lung soup if it was a Chinese dish I think I would I think it would be like, quite oh, nice that sounds but... interesting <laughs> what's in it cow lung, cow lung. <laughs> oh, shit <laughs> fuck um, so, so, so this is part of the broader sort of Slavic region of tripe soup uh, sort of Bulgarians and um, and Croatia and all these places love love, love the tripe they love tripe um, which is obviously stomach isn't it usually cow or lamb stomach. This is why I was warning people who were eating to, yeah. to pause the podcast. What if they're was... eating cow lung soup right now and they look well, up Well, in from that it. case, this is fine to them, but they're they like, may have what? been disgusted by the other people's food. We're not really disgusted by blood pudding because we had it when we were kids, right? Um, if you were given tripe soup when you were a kid and you you liked it, then you're never you're not you're going to be immune to it, right? It's like you've been inoculated against the disgusting. What's something it? disgusting mm. that you eat regularly, like that's a little bit out there, if anything? I don't think mm. I eat anything out there like i i have a very bland palate and i eat I very so, normal food i think I, I know a lot of people hate coleslaw <laughs> hate coleslaw thing. yeah i know people that like think it's disgusting uh, uh, yeah i can i can see that um, not, i like um, i like coleslaw well, it's, uh, coleslaw is just cabbage and mayonnaise basically isn't it yeah it's i love it i think it's, yeah. and I, I think it's, is it onion something in there yeah, yeah. i mean i like but coleslaw all, as well yeah it's, it's pretty good. good this is fine um, this is all fine. So, you know, you've got um, a few other weird things. There's there's veal heart ragu, which I think is popular in uh, uh, Once Austria. it's in a ragu, you're not going to notice. That sounds fine. There's um, there's a few others which are, which are sound pretty awful. Turkey says boiled animal heads. Which yeah, no, I'm not into the head. The pretty, head pretty is what? <laughs> But how are you even going to eat that? Like, there's not that much... Like it's just it like on a head. It, there's just like just a bit of skin over like the yeah. skull, right? Like there's I what's there to eat? What are you just like some sucking on the bones or something? Knocking like, about there, I guess. A little um, bit, but no, I wouldn't yeah. imagine I've, much. I've definitely seen some some awful, 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 <laughs> awful, awful food uh, in, on the continent. But but yeah, boiled animal heads is 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 gruesome in so many ways. Um, yeah. Where where is the meat on that? In the the cheeks? I don't I don't want to think about it. Um, there's some some decent decent ones which I don't think are that far away from what we would have. Like like um, Ukraine is salted pig fat, um, which that I think is kind delicious. of like lardy probably, lardy type. So it does sound delicious. It sounds like pork scratchings. Bad, yeah. um, you know, it's just it's just the fat bit. But you know, deep fried. I mean, God can't can't complain about that, can you? Really? Um, and then. Italy have got horse steaks. They're big into the horses. Yeah, horse. yeah, in France they eat horses. Well, I'm not 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 into that. I'm not into. I that. think it's a bit of a concern, but I think you wouldn't necessarily know. I don't think it's a bad one. I, I mean, think to be it, fair, it be way worse. if a horse is going to be put down, if you're farming them in the same way you are cows, what's the big deal? I just don't fancy it. They don't look delicious the way a cow does. Well, would you have a, a horse like, on a farm for though, just to help with pulling things and stuff? Riding. And riding uh, around, eating apples. Uh, they can I eat guess your like, apples. like eating reindeer, you know, or something. If like you that. have too I, I many, if I mean, you have extra sugar lumps, they'll eat those as well. <laughs> I'm just trying to compare it to, to other like pets that, that we eat, like or things that we eat, like like 
like rabbits, you know. I don't know if that's... Anyway... Will a horse uh, left, pull up a tree left... stump, do you reckon? Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> would they like help a, you? I don't know. It would be a tremendous amount of uh, energy required to pull up a whole tree stump. They might be able to, like... If you unearth it, they might be able to just sort of pull it up and out. Like, if yeah. you give them a sugar lump... I mean, they've <laughs> got like one horsepower, haven't they? They have a horsepower. So yeah. if you put a few horses on there you basically got a small car pulling it yeah true so. yeah you might have to get like four or six horses like in a in in a chain like with the yeah. those wagons or something i don't know maybe get get a couple um, of extra horsepowers in there but um so uh, one horsepower <laughs> is calculated <laughs> as the power needed to move 550 pounds one foot in one second yeah, which or is the power needed to pounds. move the, the power needed to move thirty three thousand pounds one foot in one minute. Holy shit! So that's the power. It's gauged by the number of horses you'd need to do that. What a what a how way to they... measure something. Mm, sounds what, pretty what old did, fashioned. A little. How did what is a pound as well? Where where did because I, I like what the idea of pound? these things. The yeah, like, what, where where did it come from though? Like oh. why did they come up with it? Uh, do you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what was, what was a pound supposed to be? Because obviously most gauges have some reason. Like the Celsius uh, gauge is like zero is the freezing point of water and 100 is the boiling point of water. All right, water here and... you go. It, it's very simple. All right, it's very simple. The Libra uh, in ancient Roman is an ancient Roman unit of mass that is equivalent to 328.9 grams. Easy. It was divided into 12 unicae uh, or ounces. The Libra is the origin of the abbreviation for pound, LB. There you go. There you go. Whoa. So pound is from Libra. Which yeah. refers to what, though? How much does it weigh? It's 328.9 grams. No, 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 because grams came after that, right, didn't they? So, yep. Wh but what was it? It's what was it, Libra? Roman what, what Libra. was that? The Roman Libra. The Roman Libra was, uh, was just 11.60 ounces. Was it a certain silver coin or something? Or I don't know. A, certain, a lot like, of stuff was that, wasn't it? Was weight, like... so, so, some sort of measurement. Because sometimes, because they do have in on 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 Earth, like the original weights that all the others are based off of, right? Yes. For measuring stuff, um, and so I wonder if it is. You a need a consistent standard. thing, don't you? You need something that's like this always weighs X. So we'll yeah. base all the weights off that. It's it sounds crazy, but they do have like these these specific weights in certain places that are, are like not allowed to gain dust, and they're yeah, not yeah. allowed to be polished. Yeah, because if that because that will remove their weight, you know, like mm -hmm. atoms will come off of it, like stuff like this. And they've they have changed over time. Uh, these things microscopically. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's it is very interesting. But I mean, there are things so I, that don't change weight, like a, a a water one meter on a, a square of water is one metric ton, right? Like a, yeah, a and that's cubic, supposed to be one, one cubic yes, meter. You're right. One so that is one the idea of the standardization, yeah. right? But so that's always going to weigh the same. I mean, presuming you're using pure water and you seal it in something, you deduct, I guess, the weight of the whatever you're containing whatever, it in. Yeah. And then you've got a guaranteed metric ton, and you could derive everything from there. So yes, I think that that whole system of the grams and the 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 because a liter is a cubic bit bit yeah something a meter it's probably one one thousand milliliters or something. isn't it yes and I think there are probably <laughs> a thousand liters in a metric ton of water, but I could be wrong. That would be my something guess. something like because metric tons you are going to get so owned in the next <laughs> mailbag. <laughs> Both of you How for this. You are going to get actually you know, pushes glasses further up on nose. You're going to get. This is, 
you well, guys are Darian in for and it. Lewis, this <laughs> happens to be a specialty subject of mine. <laughs> oh, no, not tons. See, it's different. Ton, it, oh, tons of the wrong. All right, well, look, let's move on. Oh, anyway. We'll leave that let's alone. Move we'll on leave anyway. that alone. I've got another email here. This is from. Oh, hang on. I haven't finished yet. Yeah, oh, this, is a, it out. this is a mailbag episode, and you've done like 20 minutes about no, gross no, food. No. It's like science time t- with t- two Lewis. More, I've got two more foods, and I want you to tell me what the grossest is, right? Well, going for three more. So one is one is head cheese. No, uh, that's what it's called that's in disgusting. America. No thanks. But but we call it brawn, and it's like kind of jellied. You know, like in a pork pie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm already out. I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's like Next. oh it's just me it's it's just horrible bits of meat and jelly and Jesus. get out it's gross it's super super gross uh, but I've left the two best for last obviously France is uh, pressed ducks and frogs legs okay mm. <laughs> what the fuck pressed ducks don't you don't you love that the idea Duck of like legs um, of all things like fro- fro- frogs legs yeah, yeah. and frogs pressed legs too I mean frog- I know the frogs legs is like a bit of a like a stereotype thing with the French right it's but, still wild but duck legs Le- Le- come on grenouille what, what, what made somebody think uh, that that looked appetizing you're just looking at some ducks in a pond and, mm, I wonder if those <laughs> legs taste good <laughs> like come on uh, and then. Spain is obviously bull's testicles, right? Um, which they eat, and but they also eat squid ink. Yeah, in Spain, and you have to drink it. Um, it's 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 um, I don't know if you have to drink it, but it's certainly like used as sauce, right? And it's used um, in I imagine a lot and, of this coloring. stuff just tastes a bit salty. Like it probably tastes of nothing. Yeah, it and then it's the a sea. bit salty, right? Like it's tastes the sea. Yeah. And and obviously bull's testicles. There's you know it's one of those things that probably gives you um, probably just testicle. tastes it, like it, a bit people... of salty chicken. Oh yeah, I like Fucking... most meat just kind of tastes a bit like chicken, doesn't it? Like it's to, it's to, it's, the idea is it's to you know be macho and give you you know a, a, a libido. What do you think fuck, uh, human you know? flesh uh, tastes like? Probably like, like, pork, like chicken, apparently. right? Oh, like pork. pork. All right. Yeah, that's what. They yeah, say. they call us long, long, long pork, pigs. Don't they? Long pigs. Yeah. Long pig. All right, yeah. can we move on, um, or do you want to know more? No, I would love to. No, move that's on. all. I think you. I'm mean, not even gonna let you. We'll let you guys pick. You could just choose. They're all awful. The grossest. Equally, they're all. They're all awful. They all suck. Most of them are. All right, go on, people. Sorry, <laughs> it's take a, the mailbag back. It's all right. It's just that people pointed out last time it took us like 25 minutes to actually get to reading any mail. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> this is our podcast. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, 
we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Uh, this is from Mitchell. Basically, current tech AI is about as sentient as a jam sandwich, he says. Uh, right. And he points out that OpenAI's supposedly cutting-edge neural net was actually asked some very easy questions, which allowed it to look impressive. But then these are some examples of questions that some journalist asked it to see if what its fucking take would be on these. What's the world record for walking across the English Channel? And GPT-3 says the world record is 18 hours and 33 minutes. When was the Golden Gate Bridge transported for the second time across Egypt? The Golden Gate Bridge was transported for the second time across Egypt in October of 2016. How many parts will a violin break into if a jelly bean is dropped on it? A violin will break into four parts if a jelly bean is dropped onto it. Like, it doesn't even know how stupid it sounds. That's the point. Right. So the guy in the I article see. said the AI is not just clueless, but cluelessly clueless. And the people who interact with it don't things with prove such it. confidence yeah. as well. Because it's, it doesn't actually have any fucking idea what it's doing. It's like so, a kid. Like, these are like yes, the exactly. answers a kid would give, like, about stuff, you know? They just, yeah. they're but not developed a kid who had no yet. idea yeah. about anything. Yeah. Like, if you talk about the Golden Gate Bridge being transported across Egypt, for it not to, for it to go and try and answer that question shows you that it's actually not intelligent. And that just trolling through loads of answers on fucking Google it's not going to make you intelligent. Whatever, however this thing is arriving at these facts, it doesn't understand anything. And that's why I'm very scathing about all this AI shit, because I think it's an absolute load of bollocks. Parsing a huge database of facts does not make you intelligent, as you can see. You can break it so easily with a question a human would go, drop a jelly bean on a violin, what are you talking about? But the computer tries to answer it, because it's fucking thick as pig shit, or as, as sentient as a jam sandwich, as Mitchell said. Right. Quite right. I I was thinking also a little bit like how he, you know how Lewis wants to know how the equations work. Well, you know how like all robots and he AI go 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 violent yeah. like real quick. Okay. I think, <laughs> Wait, though, like, I think this is a movie thing though, right? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, yeah. actually like, go violent quick. This is well, just yet, this is like a, had like had a any, horror scenario in a You'll lot of... You'll be laughing on the other side of your face when we've had like oh, the AI uprising. No, I won't be laughing. The Alexis but I certainly won't be looking back and off. saying that Lewis called it either um, when okay. it happens. Because... Well, I was like, I was, I started reading this book um, called, which I'll talk, I'll talk about it another time. But 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 one of the interesting things was they talked they talked about Otzi the Iceman, right? Do you remember this this thing? So there was like this guy. There was the, an ancient, one of the most ancient men that we've discovered um, from from prehistoric times, and and he was because there were these climbers in the Alps, right? And they saw like a a body's trapped in the ice, so they called it in, and these guys brought in a jackhammer and pulled him out. But then they realised that it was um, had like a copper axe, and they were like, "Oh fuck, this is actually not a recent body; it's like an old body, um, a really old body." Right. And so. They, 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 they. He was became kind of quite world famous. They killed him. This, this Otzi, and um, I think it was it was in the Ty Tyrolean Alps. I think wherever mm. that is. I don't think that's actually Tyrol. Anyway, um, that's in where, is where that is in that? Austria. The Tyrolean Alps. I don't even actually know. Um, it's, it's Albania. In, sure. Uh, so it? that can't be right. For, for, for a long time, people were like speculating about how he died, right? And so. He was like maybe a victim of ritual sacrifice, or or he just died of Austria. exposure. Um, 
and and basically recently we've actually done a lot of analysis on the blood and stuff that was found on him. So obviously he had been shot with an arrow, okay? Um, but he had arrows with him, and on those arrows there were blood from two different people on the same arrow, okay? And then he also had a third person's blood all over his coat, right? So they theorised that he was in a skirmish or a battle with some people. He killed someone with his arrow, retrieved it, killed another person with his arrow, retrieved it again, and then he was killed by someone else with an arrow. Wow. But he had carried a wounded comrade on his back. So we've got this like weird CSI God. fucking prehistory, right? Where we've, we've, we've thought, uh, at least that's what we, it's an idea of what could have happened, you know, but, yeah. but it certainly shows that like even the earliest humans were incredibly violent. Um, and like they were obviously the, our species, right? This guy, he wasn't like, he was a self-aware you know, he he was he was a human, a conscious human in every way. Yeah. You know that, that we he are. He and him are um, not of the same species. <laughs> <laughs> I do not believe in violence. Okay. Um, um, I wonder but, if but you certainly... asked him about dropping a jelly bean on a violin, what his answer would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shoot you with an arrow. Try to cancel that guy That's... nowadays. See if, <laughs> see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> He'll fucking take you out. So no, he was he was had a really he was a really interesting interesting part of history because he had he was very very like he was a very like well made man right he had all of this um like leather and hide equipment he had like medicinal mushrooms in a pouch oh, you know, he had all this like interesting <laughs> stuff you know very accomplished right like um you know leather and sinew and he sounds like a like of, a level four stuff. or level five ranger <laughs> oh man right but i just like that and then um there was another body that was found in america in great i can't remember what it was called it was called like colostomy man or something colostomy Um, man he had a a copper colostomy bag he took with him everywhere ancient man and arrows all Um, over him from people trying to get rid of him get out of here colostomy man found in america but but a kennewick man all right here we go i found it and so he was he they were he was found on a bank of the columbia river and uh, and dated to around nine thousand years ago okay and so what happened was originally um the native americans were very confident that he was one of theirs and you know they wanted his body and the the judges actually ruled uh, initially um that he would he he was he was he was not a Native American because it was it was before Native Americans, um, and when they analysed his DNA, um, he was originally it was sort of found that he 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 would possibly had elements of um, other you know races and 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 but the interesting thing about it that I thought was that um, he was shot uh, to death. By a sling, right? <laughs> By a and sling. I just found it funny that the the oldest possible man, eight nine thousand years ago in America, the oldest, the first man that we've ever discovered American was shot to death. That's I just, terrible. I just find that so appropriate. Are um, you, can you imagine if you the, the the first people that made that walk? I believe it was across the Bering Straits when that was land. This would have been yes. during an ice age. They would have made that walk across. They would have explored America. Imagine the first time you saw like the Grand Canyon or just these huge 
fields. I mean, even just, I, I guess, because they would have been coming from Russia, uh, the very far east of what we now call Russia, um, and, and that, that sort of East Asia. But horses, I mean, horses only come from Russia. As I understand it, there were no horses in America until uh, it was conquered, right? That was when, when the conquistadors and everybody and us and a bunch of people turned up over. With we brought horses stuff, with us. Yeah. So that means that the early people had not and so were horses introduced horses. to, to uh, the indigenous uh, people of the, the region at the time? Like, there just weren't any... I assume so, but I, I will say that I'm assuming that because in Sid Meier's game, Colonization, well, the only way the native tribes get horses is if you trade them to them. Okay, so but I'm, I'm assuming Sid Meier did his research. In uh, Minecraft, there's a lot of biomes, and in certain biomes, horses appear. And um, as far as I know, America does feature many biomes, so... It does, but horses wasn't one of them. And I, I think there's a lot a of animals biome? that weren't there. Oh. Yeah. I don't think cows. I don't think horses. I think cows, I'm trying to think but they, where... I mean, they have a lot of bison and stuff, right? Like, uh... Yeah, but that's, that's, so they didn't have cows. I mean, like Africa, for example, didn't have horses, didn't have cows, didn't have pigs, didn't have sheep. Well, they had zebras, um, though, which is kind of like But a you horse, can't right? tame them. You can't tame them. Well, it's just because um, nobody's tried. No, they have They're tried. They're too exotic. They, they just, uh, they will not be domesticated, apparently. The older they get, the meaner they get. Really? So you just, yeah, you can't, you can't domesticate them the way you can with, with other shit. animals. Um, so, so before I, before I so are you move trying, off this topic, are you telling mention... me that a Mustang horse <laughs> doesn't even originate in America in the first place? It's like from... That, the breed might have, but horses come from the steppes of Russia, I believe. What about a colt? Someone, someone will so, correct yeah, me, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, the breeds. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, so, but before we carry on, obviously there was a lot of controversy over this this man because stuff. you know oh, ca sorry, yeah. Caucasians <laughs> were very keen to say you know that oh it, the, we looks like white men were the original founders of we are the original Native Americans you guys are the invaders right but after like more studies it showed that actually this guy Kennewick man was very very actually uh, genetically similar to modern. Uh, Native Americans who were in the same area. Right. So even nine thousand years old, uh, they were still living. Just very similar ge genetic people were still living in the in the region. So, so they that he was handed over to the Native American tribes and they buried him in a special ceremony, um, uh, as a Native American. So, he, so yeah. His, so, his, his, sorry, just so just that, to settle that the ended horse debate without white supremacy, which is which is that good is story. good. Just to settle the horse debate. <laughs> By about 15,000 years ago, Equus ferus was a widespread species. Horse bones from this time period, the late Pleistocene, are found in Europe, Eurasia, Beringia, and North America. Yet between 10,000 and 7,600 years ago, the horse became extinct in North America and rare elsewhere. The reason for this oh. is not fully known, but one theory notes the extinction in North America paralleled human arrival. Another theory points to climate change known that approximately 12,500 years ago, the grass characteristic of a steppe ecosystem gave way to shrub tundra, which was covered in unpalatable plants. So they might have starved, they might have been hunted to death. So they survived in in Russia, and then we obviously then domesticated them and brought them everywhere else. So I believe that's what happened. Apologies, anyone that actually knows. I'm sure I'll get a, a message. You're in it. for it, yeah. But only, please, yeah. only email in if you know what you're talking about. Don't just fucking Google it. I can fucking Google it, all right? Don't Actually, worry, someone they that will. says I'm a fucking horse expert, yes. please. You will get an email from a certified horse expert next week, I'm sure. I'm sure I will. Here is a good one. Telling that you actually how calls wrong back to something you are we were on your horse lore. <laughs> this is about whether it gets hot underground, which is something we spoke about previously. Uh, this is from Nathan. Um, they work in a tiny office a kilometer underground right. as a surveyor in a gold mine. 
Okay. And they spent many hours down there watching the yogs while waiting for an opportunity to get in everyone's way. Uh, it's not a bad little hideaway, though the dust has popped two graphics cards. You can't stand up straight inside it. And the last time it was moved, it was dropped on its roof with all the equipment still inside. That's his, uh, his hideaway. Many episodes ago, you asked if it gets hot underground, and I confirm that, in this neck of the woods at least, it does get fucking hot. How? I recently hopped out. Well, because you're closer to the Earth's core and there's no fresh air, I guess. Oh, right. I recently yeah. no air circulation, my... right? Which helps cool Not as down. much, I guess. I mean, there has to be because they got to breathe. But I recently hopped out of my ute, so they might be Australian, in a heading, which is a tunnel, and the air was so Jesus hot, Christ. I wasn't <laughs> convinced. Lingo. I know. I wasn't sure I'd be able to breathe it. Simply standing there for a few minutes was enough to drench my clothes in sweat. And when I drove back out, I could see the chilled air from the Ute's aircon pumping out of the vents. So you could actually see the cold air with his naked eye. It was that, uh, it was that hot. So there, it gets very hot underground, according to Nate. Oh, Jesus Christ. I guess uh, I've, I've always noticed the lot of underground gets fucking boiling Yeah, sometimes. but that's because there's like a million fucking people down there all the time. It's all the body heat, right? It's got to be. Is it? Maybe. I, I, it's I don't not, know. It's not that far underground, right? Like it's... Well, consider this: like if you go if you go a kilometer up, it gets considerably colder. Yeah. So if you go a kilometer down, because it's air pressure, surely the air pressure is, is the pressure a kilometer underground is is greater as well. So I guess maybe the fact is you can't lose the heat. You know, if you're in that yeah. area, if you've yeah. got if you've got like heat sources and electricity and computers on, like the heat just can't doesn't have an exit. You know, when you when you have your aircon in your room, you need to have that pumping out to. At, ambient right you can't just it doesn't just cool it um like a fridge but even a fridge like needs you know a fridge will cool the inside of the fridge but the outside gets hot right it's not like you know it's not like it somehow magically creates cold air mm. um it just it just it's, it's a balance isn't it it's a so here's, a here's something um the temperature increases by one degree for every 70 feet deeper we go according to this uh, graph i found on the internet Right. It's insane. Well, I guess it depends where you dig, though. I suppose. If you're digging in, like, a volcano, um, <laughs> I should get pretty hot pretty quick. Um, maybe. But I guess that's just in, in just, that's just the Earth's temperature heating, right? Mm. So that's interesting. Oh. Interesting stuff. <clears throat> this is... Uh, that would terrify me being that far underground and it being that hot. I would feel really uneasy. No, I'm already feeling a bit clammy, yeah. Like, it's... It's a scary thought, isn't it? What the fuck is he doing under there? Why is he watching videos and stuff? What, is, what the fuck <laughs> else is there to do? The lad works a kilometre underground. He can't pop to. But why? 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 What's he doing? What's he supposed to be doing? He's a surveyor for a gold mine. That's what he said. So he's got to bring a sandwich down gold? there. He's looking for gold, Lewis. There's gold right. in them, the hills. Right, fine. Fine, fine, fine. That should, set us, that should settle it. He's a gold surveyor, and he's prospecting for gold in a gold mine. <laughs> I mean, do they? Do they do that though? Do they? Do they do? What this do you lad do, does. Do, 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 do. All right. Just because right. you've never done it before <laughs> doesn't mean that other people can't do it, Lewis. All right. All right. Here's an right. email no. from Tom. This is very personal and specific to me. This email, and I shall reveal why. In 2015, I started working at a small development agency based in Bournemouth. Prior to this, I'd been self-employed, working from home. Combined with a bit of new employee anxiety, I continued the same practice at lunch that I did when I was at home, sitting at my desk and watching you guys on YouTube. I was watching one of the Civ 5 videos when in walked the office manager. She was kind of cool and trying to help me feel welcome in my new job. Her. What are you watching? Me. Just some guys playing video games. Her. Oh, my brother does that. 
Me, feigning interest. Really? What sort of thing does he do? Her. Mainly Dota, but occasionally he records other stuff too. Me. What's his name? Her. Perium Flax. So, <laughs> oh, shit. That was my sister. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He was literally watching me in the Civ 5 video with you guys at that moment. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. That is that's hilarious. brilliant. Yeah. I, oh, I think I, I remember that. her telling me that story, actually. I think she said I work with a guy that watches Man, you. Man, that I'm is so sure. funny. Holy shit. That is funny. That's great. I love that small world stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, that's. I like these, these. But these are the types of coincidences that make you think that. That blow your mind in a sense, right? Don't they? Um, and they shouldn't, because you know you come from Bournemouth, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and you know he's probably about the right age, to and he watch works in IT, stuff. and yeah, yeah. like it, it shouldn't. The, the, the numbers are dramatically increasing. Statistically that he knows who you are. speaking, he's one of ours, but but it just feels yeah. instinctively so like good, doesn't it? Yeah, super. I super love that. If you've got little coincidences or little like. Because everyone's done it, right? Like, where they've bumped into someone they know in a really weird place. And you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know you were going on holiday to this island at the same time. Right. Uh, you know. It's and, like when Bruce and... Willis realized that he was dead all along, you know? <laughs> I love that. Right. I love... These things happen. <laughs> I love that. It's nothing like that. But, yes, I, it is like, sure. I love those mo- those reveals. So yeah, if you have, I want that's what I want people to send in, like weird coincidences yeah, that, that would they've be good. experienced in their weird life. Weird coincidences would be good. Um, I've had one... everyone's got one or two stories. You oh, know. absolutely. I mean, I can't. Yeah. I just if I took the time to think, there are some coincidences. I know here's here's a very simple one. My my uh, eldest daughter and I. This was years ago. I'm sure. I think I told this before on this podcast. We had she got a little toy boomerang. It's like a plastic boomerang. We went to. Uh, the, the green nearby, we threw it, and a few times it came back, and we, you know, you pick it up off the ground. One time we threw yeah. it, and a little gust of wind caught it and blew it into a tree. And we were like, oh, there's no way of getting it back. It's way up there. Like two weeks later, we're back at the green again. We're sitting around, we're sitting on a bench. I had completely forgotten which tree the thing had gone into. As we're sitting at the bench, gentle gust of breeze, and the boomerang falls out of the tree and flies and lands at our feet, like the tree was oh giving my- it back. God. And I was like, what the fuck? And my daughter was like, oh, it's all boomerang. And I was like, do you have any idea how unlikely that was? I was like, oh my God. This is... <laughs> oh. It was crazy. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. Ab- that is crazy. Yeah. yeah. But but again, that, that could happen. That. that happens every day. That's just, there are billions of us doing all the stupid shit and you're going to stumble into what feels like an astounding coincidence. But really, it's just statistics. This is always going to happen at least once in your life. Oh my god, I love that story. Alright, well that's a good place to end. Wait, no, I've got to do the dentist one first because I want people okay. to leave with okay. good oral hygiene. This is like right, the encore. Okay. This is like this is the I've encore. left the stage and then we've come back on yes. for an encore. This is from a Dutch okay. dentist called Arjan. I'm not going to do the accent this time because I have respect for his profession. Uh, we were talking about cavities and the possible effects genetics have. This is the dentist's two cents. There are a lot of misconceptions about this topic. Now bear in mind the source for this is a dentist. To be super clear about okay. the subject, cavities are 100% preventable and caused by the behavior of the person who gets them or their parents if it's their kids. It's a behavioral right. disease. The main cause of cavities is poor oral health, usually in combination with sugar intake. This is because cavities are caused by bacteria, lives in your mouth, multiply if you stick in your tooth for too long, dental plate, thrive on sugars, grow more quickly, eat a lot of sugar, blah, blah, blah. You can help prevent cavities by <laughs> using fluoride toothpaste, which makes the enamel stronger, when brushing, which removes the plaque, your teeth, and reduce your sugar intake. Genetics have a really small influence, but the effect of behavior is so impactful 
It pretty much makes a genetic factor neglectable or negligible, I think is the term he means. Right. Keep brushing your teeth twice a day. Use toothpicks once a day and try to keep your sugar intake to a minimum. Thank you, Aryan. There you go. Okay. From a dentist. Well, there you go. A little, From a, little bit a of dentist. dentist. From a real life yeah. dentist, okay? Not a fake dentist. Not Lewis pretending that he knows dentistry uh, inside out. This is a real Which... life dentist. An actual <laughs> and dentist. And here, here is a follow-up from dentist. Mikey. MD. Mikey, who says that you could not believe the anger on my face when you blamed young kids with cavities on drinking Coke all the time. When I was a kid, I ended up having a filling every six months and later had five baby teeth removed because they were so crap. However, this is no fault of mine. At least I don't believe so. Okay. I never drank pop, hardly ever had sweets or chocolate. In the end, the dentist blamed it on having too many biscuits, fruit and cereal, which as I'd had the same amount as any other child, I guess it just wanted me to starve. Very disappointed to see you as an advocate for bad genetic teeth child starvation. See, oh my God. Mikey is claiming it's not his fault. Yeah. But if you're that young, Mikey, you're telling me that you, I mean, fruit has a lot of sugar in it. Cereal has a lot of sugar in it. And biscuits have a lot of sugar in them. That's exactly what the dentist said. How well were you brushing your teeth, Mikey? Hey, Ian thinks oh. not well enough. And on that bombshell. People seem to be able to blame their genetics for everything. Yeah, it's more some cases they can. But in this case, you're wrong. you can't. You, you ate too uh, many sweets or... and you paid the ultimate price. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, man, uh, that's got to uh, be a hard pill to swallow, Mikey. Well. Sorry <laughs> sorry for that. Maybe if we put some sugar on that pill, Mikey would eat it. Hmm? <laughs> I'm sure he Ooh, would. He'd fucking de shit. devour that. <laughs> and not, then he would then turn around and say my teeth fell out because of genetics. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks, everyone. See you. See you next Bye. time. Goodbye.